This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. This is the Hollywood Raw Podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glenn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw Podcast. It is Friday. It is time to jump into the Raw Rundown. I got my buddy Adam Glenn and... We have our other buddy, Brian McDaniel, here with us today. You guys know him. He's a stand-up comedian, former TMZ employee, one of our good buddies, and the guy who brought down Quibi by himself. So, yeah, Brian, yeah. welcome. <laughs> what? <laughs> he brought That's down my Quibi. Bio. My bio That's is your... former head writer at Quibi. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you know what's so funny? I remember Quibi, I mean, for the two weeks it was open, and I, uh, I sent an email to, like, the EP at like one of the executives at the Quibi to have a meeting they wrote me the assistant wrote me back say do not ever use this email again don't like basically like I don't know how you got this email but do not send this person emails anymore and I was like really? I was just trying to look for a job like yeah right That's so funny. and two weeks later they're emailing you like hey is there anything <laughs> in the celebrity space <laughs> <laughs> pretty much that's well, true thank you for joining us today brian brian's got a comedy show if you guys are into stand-up comedy uh brian is one of the funniest people we know he's got a stand-up comedy show coming up october 12th at the loft ensemble in north hollywood it's called we will adopt your baby comedy show um brian why this comedy show by the way uh well all the comics have either adopted a kid or are adopted themselves so uh it's just like it's a fun theme these comics are really strong comedians and uh and i thought Let's put something together with these people, see what they have to say. This is not like all everything's about adoption, but, you know, everyone has that perspective and can sort of dig into it. And they're great comedians. And uh, it's just a chance to put on a great show. Love it. Love it. All right. Let's jump into this. I'm going to read a couple of uh, reviews. Say thank you to the people that are out there stopping in on iTunes, scrolling down to the bottom and leaving us a review because you know what? It means a lot to us. All right. This one comes from... Want to see more? Love this stuff. Easy and fascinating. Listen. Love it. We love your review. Thank you for that. That was a quick one. Damn. Didn't even give me a name there. Uh, this one comes from Morgan N. Facts 12 out of 10. Oh, I like that. Five star dishing out the meat and potatoes of pop culture. Digging this informative to the point pod. Thank you, Morgan. Fucking thank you, Morgan. <laughs> Getting right to the, the meat and potatoes of that uh, that review. All right. And heart my red dog. They're back. Love the show. Love the host. Mm-hmm. Simple, easy. We love your review. All right. Let's get into it. All right. Adam. Dax, Brian, the number 10 story of the week. Dax, what is it? I think it's Britney Spears. It is Britney Spears. Britney Spears blasting her mom, Lynn, over Lynn's apology. She basically said, Mom, go fuck yourself <laughs> is really what it comes down to. So Lynn had this big old apology. She said that she's been trying to reach out to Brittany numerous times uh, privately, but uh, Brittany has apparently blocked her from all communication. So she said she finally had to go to social media to try and reach out to Brittany and basically just said, you know, I'm so sorry. I, I, I've been sorry for all these years. I love you so much and I miss you. And Brittany gave her the big finger and said, you know, not one motherfucking person stood up for me. My mom, take your apology and go fuck yourself. So there you go. Still uh, not happy with her mom or her family. I thought this was great. Yeah. So good. It's yeah, I fun. mean, 
like everybody has to have their phase of like my parents fucked me and they're the worst right now maybe it's not supposed to come when you're in your 40s but it's more like your <laughs> teens but it's like it's great that she gets to at least have it have it out everyone's like yeah fine fuck her parents she can say whatever she wants <laughs> oh what are you guys thoughts of the photo that she posted uh, this Dude. week where she's like on the beach so again it's more naked britney she's covering up but she now she's going to full like legs open covering her crotch with a heart but the thing that i found the most interesting she's doing it on like a public beach somewhere i don't know where it's at but you see people like kayaking in the background i'm like that's got to be an entertaining show for these randoms that just want to do a, a you know nude free kayak yeah i mean listen she was probably in like daytona beach florida for some reason <laughs> but no it's like can you imagine if you just saw britney spears walk on the beach and like just do like Influencers in the wild style photos, butt naked. I'd be like, oh my God. I mean, it's pretty wild what she's doing. I can't believe that no paparazzi has found her yet and given the like uncensored version because you, you, she's going to like Hawaii, she's going all over the place. How has a paparazzi not found her and taken pictures of her just rolling around in the sand? It's a lot of hours. That would be your best TikTok yet by far if you got that one. Adam's TikTok would blow up. Dude, I don't know how her eye her her iCloud hasn't been hacked because I mean we see one photo, but on her photo in her album has got to be so many naked photos. Like oh, I don't like that one. I like that one. It's pretty. I mean, it's insane. I'm surprised at this point she just hasn't done Playboy. Just like let's put it all out there. Does Playboy even actually do nudes still? What's happening with Playboy? It's online, but you know, it's still I. I, <laughs> I know everyone's trying to pay for the interview, but it's uh, Britney Spears is just at it again and just so fuck her parents. It's. I like I that mean, Adam was like, "Yeah, Playboy's online. I know exactly where to get it." <laughs> yeah, d- yeah. <laughs> actually, see the last one. No, it's good. All right, Dax, what's the number nine story? Number nine story is Christian Bale says he owes his career to Leonardo DiCaprio, but it's funny. It's it's not in the way you would think. He is saying that Leonardo is so successful and every single basically role goes to him first. And the only reason that Christian has roles is because Leonardo DiCaprio passed on him, which I think is really interesting because – you know, he's Christian Bale is crazy successful. He's been in tons of big movies. He's had Oscar nominations. And he's saying that everything goes to Leo first. Everyone else gets his leftovers. I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, I feel like anybody who's going to put a movie together, the first person they want to cast is Leonardo DiCaprio. Right. So you might as well throw in the script first. I'm sure he's seen every script and every role that Christian Bale has seen. is. I think there's a lot of truth to that. Definitely. 100%. And also, I feel like Christian Bale watches every Scorsese movie and is like, well, he didn't pass on that one. I <laughs> any Scorsese movies. That's how it goes. Scorsese must be like just loving life because if everyone wants Leo, but he's the only one that consistently yeah. gets him every single time. I mean, th- when you see Leo's name attached to a movie, you're like, this is going to be a good movie. Like, Leo doesn't do shit movies, and he's such a phenomenal actor that, of course, people are going to watch it. So... It's probably just a, you know, you know it's going to be a hit for him. Every movie Leo does is a hit. I mean, and the thing is, I'm trying to think if Christian Bale has been in a movie that has bombed recently, and I can't even think of that. I mean, yeah, it's well, it's he crazy. does really well. The only thing I could think is, I feel like Shutter Island might have actually been better with Christian Bale than Leonardo DiCaprio. Like all the I other could ones, actually see that Leo's better, but Shutter Island maybe maybe Bale would have been better. You know what? You got a point to that, and. I wouldn't have thought about that, but you're you're right. Christian Bale is a very good, creepy movie type 
character. You know what it is? When you see a role, when you see Leo in a role, role, you still see Leo. But when Christian Bale's in a role, you're not going to be like, oh, that's Christian Bale. He always kind of is like a chameleon where he he looks different. I mean, obviously, we've seen him in American Psycho where he dropped all that weight. But he literally looks different for every single role. So, yeah, you're right. Shutter Island could have been better. That was nuts. Great one. Uh, All right. Let's get to the number eight story. This one, I don't know. I'm curious what Brian has to think, what his thoughts are about this. Well, uh, number eight story is the new Bros movie. Um, very disappointing in the box office, and now Billy Eichner is reacting to the disappointment, saying straight people, especially in certain parts of the country, just didn't show up. So this is the first uh, uh, gay romantic comedy that has been released in a wide-release box office debut and did not do very well. I think it only generated $4.8 million, and that's with what is it 3300 locations across the country uh it's got a 22 million dollar production budget so it seems very disappointing thoughts on this you guys straight people are the worst yeah (laughs) (laughs) boo boo yeah get your shit together straight people no it's you know what i talked to a very big actor comedian uh not too long ago and they said comedies just don't do well in theaters anymore you know, we're just at the people aren't going to pay to go see a comedy in a theater and, and even like a th- movie like this. Do you think it would have t- done better if this was a straight to Netflix release then? I think I, it will do well on streaming. I think this movie will because it's a Judd Apatow movie. It has enough marketing behind it. It, You know, I think it will do well on streaming. It is hard to get people to come out to theaters. I mean, people come out to theaters now for spectacle movies. Right. So mm-hmm. if it's going to be a comedy, it has to have like a huge hook to it kind of a deal um so yeah i think also billy eichner is like some people love him but a lot of people find him sort of irritating and that has nothing to do with him being gay that has to do with like his character was the guy who comes up to you on the street and is like like that's not for everybody you know like that's his persona so okay i'm not gonna lie guys i didn't even know this movie was out there so i was up in l.a two days ago and that was the first i had seen billboards <laughs> they don't I, did, I, I hadn't seen any promotion for this i hadn't seen anything i knew nothing about this movie so maybe they failed promoting it at the same time yeah in dax's conservative neighborhood they're not allowed to put posters <laughs> <laughs> no really i literally had not seen anything uh about this movie so uh, that that would i i would say would be Maybe you just did a bad job promoting it. The movie did get good reviews. I have not seen the movie, however, based on what the subject is, is of is with of about based on what the wow, subject. You're getting all flustered talking because I want to make sure I say the right things <laughs> and don't bro? get. I want to make sure I don't get you know fucked over or canceled for this. But the reviews were really good for this movie. I haven't seen it, however, I don't think anybody was going to give this movie a bad review in the Times today. <laughs> Right? You have to give it a good review or else you look like, you know. I don't think so eh. because Rotten Tomatoes, isn't that kind of like anonymous or is that not it's, anonymous? So they do critics and then like the audience vote as well. So I don't know. I, it, like you said, it's gotten glowing reviews from a lot of people. Um, so I guess. But like Brian said, I do think this movie would do very well on streaming. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised right. it didn't go right just to streaming, just to, you know. It really, I think it really would have taken off. Okay, what if this is a whole plot, right? What if the movie theater release they knew was not going to go that well, but they just put it out there so that then they'd have a whole marketing campaign for streaming, and they just, oh, 
They just figured us out. Smart. It was all a big publicity stunt. Actually, I'm not even joking. I think that could be with part of the marketing of it. Right. It's not, I don't, you know, it's like the smile thing. Everyone was doing last week, everyone at baseball games, there was that creepy woman smiling. It was to promote that horror movie smile. It's just a different way of marketing the movie. You have to because you can't do traditional marketing anymore. People are over it. People have seen everything at this point. But you know what they haven't seen? A failed gay rom-com at the, <laughs> the box offices yet to strum up publicity for a streamer. God, look at this. This is this is amazing, guys. Showbiz, baby. Out. Showbiz. All right, Dax, number seven. Uh, Paris Hilton sharing an update on her missing dog, Diamond Baby. Uh, she says she knows she's alive and out there somewhere. Apparently, she has got in, like, what's, like pet detectives. She's brought in clairvoyance she's brought in all of these people that are like going and telling her that her dog is still alive out there with someone she's offered up a ten thousand dollar reward she said there's no question asked she said that she did want to up the amount but that her security team is saying no 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 don't up it or you're just gonna invoke people to come and steal your other dogs or do something to you to make money but i do think it's interesting okay she said she's spoken to seven credible pet mediums and slash communicators and they all say she's alive and someone has her sad this feels this feels very early tmz (laughs) (laughs) right didn't this happen 12 years ago like this feels like very much a rehash of paris hilton just does has no new plot line she's like uh my dog's missing again like she lost she lost tinkerbell for a while didn't she yeah and And how'd she find it diamond baby do you remember how she found tinkerbell no. Oh. Do you? No, I didn't know. But uh, <laughs> uh, it is, it's sort of sad. Like, she's going, you know, pretty hard on this dog. And it makes sense, though, with the, I never thought about that because I never, when you started talking about the security team, I'm like, wait, every time I see Paris, she doesn't have security. However, someone must have said, don't up the reward because other people might go after dogs just for more money. So, I mean, it's accurate. She is saying, like, she's getting pretty open on uh, social media. She said, this has been one of the most painful experiences of my life. My heart is broken. I miss her so much, and I feel like a part of me is gone without her next to me. Oh, that's kind of sad, guys. Come on. Yeah. It's a dog it's story. Sad. It's sad. sad. I, I, listen, I get it. It's sad. All right. Number... Brian's not sad at all. <laughs> Brian does not care. He's like, all right, I'm done. There's like 47 other dogs. I don't feel bad for her. <laughs> that's true. Uh, number six. Number six, Al Pacino is reportedly writing his first memoir. I'm just going to say, I, like, Al Pacino is not writing not, his this memoir. Is not for sure yet. This is, comes from an anonymous source that uh, talked to page six. So there is not a lot of details other than this could be a very juicy book. Keep in mind, you know, he's 82 years old. So he's literally waited his entire life to finally pen something. If he actually does it, it would be with Penguin Press, the same company that did the the, the Will Smith memoir last year. So they're a big publisher. Would you read it? I would. I, you know what the thing with these books? You don't even have to read them anymore because you get all the good spots in the interviews. However, there's no shot Al Pacino is going to sit in front of a typewriter or a computer and write this book. <laughs> He's going to sit there. Who knows? I mean, I don't. I don't, Albert, there's no way he's writing this book. He's going to get paid a lot. He's going to work with the writer. He's going to tell them the story. He's going to pay the writer. He was going to write it, like literally hand type it himself. No one does. They all sit there and they 
tell someone who's going to journal about their life and give out the stories and that person turns it into a book. Nobody writes their own book. It's crazy that we're still rewarding a majority of these people do not write their own books and then they come back saying it's written by this person. Like you Brian, think Will's- would you read it? Um, as one of the few people who still can read in America, I feel like I'm obligated to read. <laughs> nobody re- who reads Adams like nobody writes their books. Yeah, nobody reads books either. Like this I don't know. Everyone My favorite is when I talk to someone they're like, "Oh, I had it read a great book this weekend, blah blah." I'm like, "Oh, wow, you got through the whole book." They're like, "Well, you know, I listened to it on my drive back from Vegas. Yeah. I'm like, that's not reading a book, bro. That is listening to a book on tape. You cannot count that as Dude, reading Al- a book Pacino over the weekend. Pacino has to do the book on tape, though. He absolutely has oh. to do the, you know, the voice. And, oh, that's see, Then everyone, everyone will listen then, to it. Just to listen to Pacino's voice for four hours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, actually, the one good book, I, and I, Brian, you might have read it. Or your wife maybe has read it. Did you read Bob Iger's book, The The Ride of a Lifetime? Uh, my wife read it, yeah. Did she like it? Did she? She did. I like how we call it. Like, he's like, I don't know if you would have read it, but maybe yeah. your I wife I don't know if it was up to say. It was a great <laughs> book. Successful people, so not you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I love that book. It was about the former CEO of Disney. It's a really good book. And I feel like he actually wrote his book. because I don't know. It's kind of interesting. But most yeah. people do not write their books. However, I agree with Brian. If he does audio book, I think we'll do really well because you want to hear him do it in his voice. Yeah. Number five. This one's wild. Number five, Hillary Swank reveals she's pregnant with twins. Uh, Hillary Swank is 48 years old. She uh, secretly got married about four years ago in Carmel, California. Uh, She's been able to keep a lot of her private life very secretive, which is very impressive in this industry. Um, You know, we didn't know that she was dating Philip Schneider for a long time. And then it was like, oh, they got married. Um, And I guess her, I want to say like her father had passed away last year. We didn't know that for months. Uh, So she knows how to keep stuff under wraps. So I'm actually kind of surprised that we're hearing that she is pregnant with twins. She seems like one of those people that... We find out when the kids are two that she had twins. But um, what are your thoughts on this one, Brian? Uh, well, so she's 48, so she probably had IVF, right? It's probably, I mean, the chances of getting pregnant just from sex at 48 are extremely low. You know, this is not like a biblical Ruth situation. Uh, but so it's probably IVF, so probably probably like 500,000 each, so million-dollar babies. If you count two of them. Oh, <laughs> look at you there. I like it, Brian. <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know, I'm actually curious if she's going to come out in Cobra Kai. I guess this ruins there's a chance of coming out in Cobra Kai oh, yeah. next season because she was in that, you know, she was in one of the Karate Kids. So I guess uh, it's going to be weird if she makes a cameo. I was actually wondering if she was going to make a cameo, but I guess this kind of alters that. I did run into her. Uh, basically in, in the spring, I ran into her, uh, outside the Crosby street hotel. Wasn't that nice. Um, but, uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, she stays in hiding cause no paparazzi's chasing Hillary Swank. Um, but they, she's a huge star though. So like, I think if she was more accessible, people would, this goes down with the fact that like, what I hate is when big stars are like, Oh God, the paparazzi chased me everywhere. But you make yourself available for them. Like you choose to live in a spot where they're at or you choose to go to Boa Steakhouse where everyone's going to be there with cameras. So like 
go down the Hillary Swank route and you can disappear like a lot of big stars do. Yeah. You don't Olivia- see Morgan Freeman out walking down the street every day. Yeah, Olivia Wilde went to Craig's the the other night and was seen walking out the front. You know there's a back door at Craig's and a lot of people go to Craig's and are never seen because they use the back door, which, you know, they don't hide. Yeah, of course there's a back door and you can't paparazzi and cameras. Craig's but- is a, the next thing to a red carpet. Yeah, so. All right, uh, number four. Number four, Alec Baldwin has settled his rust uh, settled that uh, lawsuit with the Russ cinematographer Hala Hutchinson's family. Uh, so, you know, they were going back and forth for quite a while, but this isn't, they've reached an undisclosed settlement in the wrongful death lawsuit against the actor and others. Uh, what is interesting is that it sounds like Matthew Hutchins, the widower, um, is actually getting an executive producer title on the film, and so that they'll receive portions of the profit, um, which to me, I, I didn't see that one coming, but maybe that's just so that they get a bigger chunk of money at the end of the day if the movie does well to help support him and uh, their child. Yeah. So, Dax, my, my question is to you. is something like this. Who actually pays? Does insurance pay or how yeah, does this? I'm sure. I'm sure Alec Baldwin has a lofty umbrella policy that will be covering all of this. So does it cost him any money? Mm, Brian, what do you think? It definitely costs him some money because if he has that umbrella policy, well, his premiums on that are going to go up a lot. So he's going to, he'll pay for it over time. Um, but it's. I mean, I think he's paid for it a lot in just reputation. I think that he's probably not getting booked as as much as he would like to be booked anymore, you know, because he's. Of course not. Yeah, because yeah. they have to go to Leonardo DiCaprio and then Christian Bale and then <laughs> they can go. Uh, uh, Ten more people. <laughs> well, I think it's really interesting that the husband wants to be an executive producer and wants this movie to continue. I mean, I realize his wife, this was like part of her work and he wants all of her work to be out in the world. But like, wouldn't you just shut it down? Like, wouldn't you just be like, OK, you know, this was a horrible thing. And uh, let, let's call it, you know, wouldn't no? I mean, that's kind of how I think. But I, it sounds like everyone involved wants to move forward with this movie. I mean, they put out a statement saying, uh, though certainly bittersweet, I am pleased that together we will now complete Helena, what Helena and I started, and that's coming from the director. Uh, my every effort in this film will be, to be devoted towards honoring Helena's legacy and making her proud. It's a privilege to see this through on her behalf. So, I mean, maybe they're contractually obligated to just keep going forward with it, and at least in this case, they can make her family a bunch of money. Yeah, that's the case. Do you think Alec, uh, uh, Alec Baldwin and the family met in person at all, or is this just all through lawyers? Like, do you think he actually reached out and was able to speak to them? I think so. I'm sure he did. It's a, I think it as, much, a, as much as like we all think Alec Baldwin's a dickhead, I think in this situation, I'm sure he has met up with, with them and been involved in it. Yeah. It's, it's probably one of those things where like a personal apology was – part of what it took to actually make it happen in the end you know at first like everyone's going to go to their corners and it's going to be lawyers and pr and Mm -hmm. everything but at some point like you really have to sit down with that person and say i'm sorry you know yeah 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 because again he's a dickhead but there's no way he would have wanted to ruin someone's life or end someone's life like sure it's just not the case yeah all right dex number three 
Uh, number three is Brad Pitt's rep disputes all the details Angelina Jolie just keeps spewing about their uh, allegations about that 2016 airplane incident. I mean, I think we talked about it last week. It, she just keeps divulging more and more and more uh, about what happened on that plane back in 2016. They bas- she basically said that... Uh, they got into this massive argument and that he, he went up to her and basically said, why are you being so like nice to the kids? And then she claims that he then started to strike her, to strike the kids, strangled one of them allegedly, and then started pouring wine and beer all over them, that he was smashing his hand into the the bathroom ceiling of the airplane while screaming at her and pushing her and striking her and all kinds of stuff. Again, Brad Pitt's attorneys are like, We've already talked about this. The FBI already investigated. No charges were pressed. Like, why are we still talking about this other than she wants to either take him down, make him look really bad, uh, because they're still dealing with a lot of internal conflicts. They're dealing with uh, that winery. Um, They're trying to do the separation. He's suing her because she apparently sold her stake uh, to a, a, a beverage company, and he's saying that she wasn't legally allowed. She says she is. I mean, it's just... One mass after another, but wow, it's been juicy for the rest of us. Yeah, these two hate each other. They hate <laughs> each other. This has been going on for so long. Like we're like, I, we actually. I don't. I mean, it's funny. I see things of. I still think of Brad and and uh, uh, what's her name, Jen Addison, not Angelina Jolie, because it's just they hate each other. And uh, I do know this: when they were staying in New York, and this is when they were together, they were staying at a hotel. And they were staying in two different rooms, which was weird. So we knew something was going on. And when um, was this? This was when they were together, towards the end. Oh, okay. Probably the last time they were together, like actually dating, they were in New York. And I remember like questioning when it went down. I was like, man, there's this, why would they stay in two different rooms? And the funniest part is Brad ordered a bunch of pizzas. And the photographers took a bunch of photos of them going into, the, oh, at least Brad going into the hotel. And then the security came out with a bunch of pizzas, like leftovers, said, hey, Brad wanted to send you, like, the extra pizzas. Like, he had some leftovers here for you guys. We're like, thanks. So, I mean, good guy. So, are you guys Team Brad or Team Angelina right now? No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if he sends me some pizza, I'm going to go ahead and just take his word for anything. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just forget that he potentially beat up his wife. No. Um, I I don't know. Again. Brilliant. Pizza diplomacy. I, you know, the way I look at it is we weren't in that plane. We're taking one person's side of the story. I would like to hear his side. He has been very quiet about it. Um, he other he basically just talks through his reps and says, nope, everything she says is not true. I do think the biggest thing that's interesting to me is that if he did, in fact, do all this pushing and dumping alcohol, why did the FBI not press charges on him like they did a full investigation they didn't press any charges so where where's the miscommunication here it's true it's a good point yeah it's interesting she keeps these these stories just like bubble up every few months she releases more details and it never really breaks through it never really breaks the veneer of brad pitt uh and so there's something whether it's justified or not but there's something in the public perception of like angelina jolie you know, believe all women does not apply to Angelina Jolie somehow. I don't know <laughs> why, but like, probably because most women don't like her too. 
Yeah. Uh, being totally honest, like a lot of people look at her as the the demise of Jen and Ben, and a lot of people like that relationship. And I think she just doesn't have a lot of credibility over the years. Um, is Me, really I'm team that. pro blood drinkers. If you're gonna, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a deep I'm. Cut. But you're right, Dex. I, there, it's crazy with all these accusations. There's not a bigger investigation into this. Um, I think the FBI is like, we already did an investigation. Like, we looked into this already. Uh, you know, and that, that's what Brad's team's been screaming from the top of the roof. Right, all right. Number two. Uh, let's see. Number two is Gigi Hadid. Oh, that's, let me let me change how this goes. Kanye West wore a White Lives Matter shirt to his fashion show in Paris, and people are losing their goddamn minds is really what it comes down to. Not only that, he showed up with Candace Owens, who, um, you know, <laughs> obviously a lot of people have uh, very strong feelings towards Candace Owens. But here's the deal. I'm going to put it plainly. Kanye West is trolling, and y'all are falling for it, yeah. is really what it comes down to. Brian, you got any opinions on this? Uh, I just wish Kanye would do some publicity for me, because everything he does, everyone picks up and gets furious about and talks about all week long, and they're like, oh, I can't believe he did that. It's like, just, just give me a crumb, baby. Please, please. Right. Just some of your genius of being... Uh, the most insane troller in the history of trolls. You, you're the best. Yeah, Kanye is just like the universe is like it's like the WWE to him. It's like the, and right. he's just the villain. He's the bad guy. He's the heel, and he knows how to get the crowd to go boo. No, we right. don't like you. And he, it's it's wild. It's, I mean, it's not even. F- <laughs> it's hard to even talk about this as what we are as three white guys. But I mean, it's just so insane and ridiculous that he's just. He he's got to know what he's doing. He he knows. What do you mean he's got to know? Of course he knows what the hell he's doing, dude. Like, but what's his end goal though? When you do this stuff, to, what's the end goal? It is publicity for the Yeezy brand. It is keeps his name in the news. We have consistently talked about Kanye West every single Raw rundown for the last four months because he is the master of publicity. Kim Kardashian is the master publicity when it comes to women on the planet. He is the male version of Kim Kardashian. That is why they worked so well together. They kept their names in the headlines. He he literally is like, what is going to piss people off? Everyone sees every single new release of the shoe. And like everyone cares about it. Everyone like has an opinion. Like they love it or they hate it and they still sell. It's crazy. And and the fact that you bring Candace Owen in, I mean like – Come on. You knew that was just going to piss off so many people to have her there, her also wearing a White Lives Matter shirt. Like, there is no other reason to be talking about this other than he wanted to make everyone upset. So he did. And Gigi Hadid got pissed. And uh, one of the, uh, I'm sorry, Gabriella, I don't know how to say her in the last name, Karifa Johnson, who was one of the editors for Vogue kind of ragged on him chloe kardashian had to jump in because he was going off i mean it's just it did exactly what he wanted he should Do you think he's actually trying to have uh ann coulter wearing a black lives matter t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> well, i mean really jesus do you think he's falling for it guys do you think candace owens knows that she's getting trolled yes but she also loves it she she loves being trolled because that has kept her name in the media. Yeah, she needs it even way more than him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
there are certain people in the world that are fueled by the hatred. Right. And it started with, I would say, Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton loved being the girl that you would either hate or love because it kept her name in the headlines all the time. And Kanye has just taken it to another level. Yeah. Um, all right, Dax. The number one story of the week. Tom and Giselle have hired divorce attorneys, according to a source. Um, and this is, uh, you know, CNN had this big story basically saying that they are exploring their options regarding their marriage. You know, we have been talking about the fact that they're not living together. They weren't together during the hurricane. Um, and even though someone laughed at me for saying that, because I guess they weren't like in the direct path. Nevertheless, um, we've heard a lot of uh, issues between them and him being back playing in the NFL, her wanting some like him being around the family and to be able to celebrate Christmas because it's been, I think he said, 23 years since he celebrated Christmas or Thanksgiving. He hasn't gone into any big life events because his whole life has been focused on football. I think she thought that he was going to give that to her finally retiring before he turned around and said, nope, I'm going back in. And that seems to be the demise of their marriage. Uh, man, it's uh, it's getting serious. I thought at first this wasn't the real deal, but it's starting to get a little... I mean, I didn't think this would happen. I thought they're such a powerful couple that they would make it work because it's so good for their brands. But mm -hmm. it's it's weird to see like the people that are so good at everything kind of just not I'm, I'm succeed in this relationship. If, if Tom knew... When he said yes to coming back, to, to undoing this latest retirement, if he knew it would be the end of his marriage, if he would be on the field right now. Brian, what do you think? You're big. Uh, you're a big sports I, fan. I think yes. I think, he, I think he cares about football more than he cares about anything else. I think that he probably did the time he took off. He took off time from training camp this year before the season, mm -hmm. which is like kind of unheard of. Like you have the time before training camp to figure out your life stuff. And then once you go back into camp, you're supposed to stay and focus on football. But he took like 12 days off, which is a long time when you're prepping for the football season. You only have a few weeks. Um, and when he came back, I think that was kind of it. He was kind of like, look, I don't you think he was contractually obligated to go back like there was he he'd already signed on the dotted line he's already a buccaneer like i don't think he could have pulled out at that point maybe those 10 days were trying to see if he could save his marriage and yeah. try to say hey this will be my last year like we'll figure it out and i think she's just she's done well and it could, this could also be so there's there's a couple things uh this could also be like her major play of being like this is really the last time. And after this season, he really has to quit or she knows, or he knows like she's legit. She will actually leave him for real. Mm -hmm. um, so it could be like a real, you know, just her way of raising the stakes and making him totally aware that this really is, there's no more, I'm going back to football after this year. Could be that. And also I'd be curious to figure out like, how is the custody agreement going to go? Like who gets to kiss the kids on the mouth? 80% of the time. <laughs> 20% of the 50% of the time mouth kissing the children. I don't know. How's that going to break out? This I, is, yeah. Such a, I got to think if I was a Bucks fan, I'd be pretty nervous though. You know what I'm saying? Like if you were a diehard fan, you're, you're worried about the team. You're worried about like, is he going to be mentally there this year to focus on the game? Cause if you've got shit going on in your home life, you know that that messes with everything else going on outside of the home because all you can think about is your marriage crumbling or your life crumbling. And it's like, 
that fucks up everything else. I did not draft him for my fantasy team this year. Yeah, I mean, and the Bucks are they rely on him in a way like the other great teams that he was a part of. He was obviously the most important, but they all had like these great parts. But like the Bucks is like Tom Brady is the team. So if he's not just destroying it, they're kind of mm-hmm. screwed. You know, and it's also interesting that like Gronk has better work life balance than Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Gronk is like, yeah, I knew when to call it. Yeah, I knew, uh, I knew I could just go I and knew when to say done and done here. Yeah, exactly. All right, that is your raw rundown. You are now caught up on all the big entertainment stories of the week. Uh, please, guys, if you uh, if you are here in LA or you plan to be in LA on October twelfth, go see Brian do stand up live. He will be at the Loft Ensemble in North Hollywood. Um, where where can they get tickets if they are interested in going, Brian? On any of my socials, it's the bio link. Uh, there's an event, right? So Brian F. McDaniel, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, anywhere. Awesome. Yeah. Well, enjoy that show. Do a good job because you know I'm not coming. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. No, thank you, Brian. We appreciate having uh, a third a third guy to come in and uh, join in with us and all this bullshit we talk about every Friday, leading everyone into the weekend. Uh and I do have to say, Brian has been one of our number one supporters. I think you were one of the first people to join our private Facebook group, by the way. I see you in there commenting. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. fun. It's fun. Look, if I can't troll Dax and Adam on a weekly on social media, then I just feel <laughs> a little bit incomplete, you know? And make sure you guys join our private Facebook page, Off the Record. Find Hollywood Raw first, and then you'll find Off the Record. Join. Got to answer a couple questions, but uh, we've been in there. Uh, interacting with you guys, answering your questions, anything you guys have for us, we answer it in there. Um, make sure you follow us uh, on social media. I'm at Dax Holt. Adam's at Adam Glenn. You can find Brian. Are you just at Brian McDaniel? What are you? Brian, Brian? F. McDaniel. Brian F. McDaniel. Don't pr- don't forget to F in the middle. I mean, put the F in the middle. <laughs> Brian F. McDaniel. And then obviously follow uh, the Hollywood Raw on all of our social pages at Hollywood Raw. Uh, that's it. We will see you guys next week. A Huda Media Production.